Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders, those men and women that are out there in the marketplace, in their communities, and making a difference. We have a great servant leader in studio with us, Rosemary Watson. Rosemary, welcome to the show. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. So thanks for coming on. Yes, my pleasure to be here. I mean, I don't know if... I don't know how you're going to feel about this in 20 minutes, but no, <laughs> be it's like, perfect. Oh, we couldn't get anybody else. <laughs> you know, sometimes that calendar has openings, but no, seriously, thank you for coming on. And, you know, thank you for being the other half to Richie Coleman, who oh. is near and dear friend of the Rise Up Network and has, you know, been a guest several times and is just a great person. The Colonel, yes. Yes. Wonderful, extremely great example. And I'm so grateful for him. And I'm so grateful that he made this introduction. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we're going to cover a lot. And folks, you know, buckle up. I mean, we're going to talk about everything from like life lessons, how to manage your money, how to change a tire, how to look great with crutches and everything in between. And and maybe even like how to do a share impersonation. Yeah. I mean. I could sing half breed, you know, half breed, (laughs) barely 21. (laughs) Yes. All of that. All of that. Do you do impersonations? I don't. Okay. If I do, maybe in the shower well. You know, my wife keeps telling me I have a shower voice. Okay. You know, and then I have a face for radio. I still don't understand the joke, but. I definitely have a face for radio today because I went and got my hair done yesterday. Looks great. Took a chance. Oh, Took a chance. Folks, you should see this mohawk. Yeah. (laughs) A little too spiky. Right. Picture Um, Glenn Plake extreme skier. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a mistake, but you know, I figured I only had to do a couple of minutes on camera. A couple, two, three, 20. What's the difference? What's the difference? So talk to us. Where did we grow up? Where are we from? Where did we get this amazing Mm. personality? I grew up outside of Chicago where all the amazing people come from. Oh, Midwest. Yeah. um, Have that kind of neutral accent, except Sometimes I, I have those really hard A sounds, you know, like um, when you go back, when you go back to oh, Chicago, gosh. you know, uh, which makes it good to do certain uh, certain people, you know, like uh, people from that area who have gone on and, you know, had political aspirations. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that's the laugh, James. Right. You want the cackle. <laughs> um, yes, I don't know if you know that, but I was I did a lot of I've done a lot of political impersonations. Yeah. And yeah, I'm working on my uh, Bernie Sanders right now, which I'll I'll go into later. But uh, I grew up in a closet, basically doing the by choice or was this (laughs) pretty much. Okay. my my uh, mother is a great musician. Uh, My grandmother was a great musician. Um, My father was a builder. So I don't get this kind of from him, really. Uh, although I do love buildings and architecture and real estate and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so I grew up in this musical household. And my mom taught lessons in addition to performing and playing at church and all that stuff. But she had lessons coming in the house 40 years Just random kids coming through and sure, this is how you play the piano. Right. And, and with that, I will say that I started imitating people that would come over to the house. Sure. Um, but I also, there was a closet that was in between the the music room and where my brother would hang out. Okay. And it was a big, it was an old house. Yeah. Sure, Chicago. <laughs> it was a big walk-in closet. And that was my playroom. And I would go in there and I'd play school and whatever else. And, and so that's where the imagination started. Okay. And uh, then I went on to study acting in college and was always taking music and singing. And, and then a funny thing happened. Mm. I, um, 
I moved to New York. I did New York a little bit until I lost my mind. And God then... <laughs> bless you. That place is. <laughs> yeah, it's not for it's everyone. Not I thought it was for me. And I went there for like a wedding and had to do some errands and was like, there's like a hundred million people here. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. In the bathroom. With yeah, <laughs> exactly. On the subway. I, I just melted. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It's not. I've been back recently and, and it's it's intense. I like the San Diego vibe. Me too. Um, so, and I lived, and I moved to Los Angeles in okay. uh, 1989. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a lot of pollen allergies, and they're intense right now. So. You have a lot of deep emotions around <laughs> L.A. <laughs> no, well, pollen emotions, too. But, uh, yeah, um, so sorry about the throat clearing, which might happen again <laughs> as I deal with this. You're forgiven. Uh, thank you. Um, and so I'm in Los Angeles, and uh, I'm trying to do the acting thing, and had kind of pushed down this my, my background in music, even though it was it was it's my roots. Yeah. And um, as time went on, and you know, like you you bump up against your fears and insecurities, and you become an adult. I, something happened to me, and that's for another therapy session, James. Um, we do therapy <laughs> sessions around here on the regular. <laughs> and, um, I. This fear just crept in mm. and this sense of I, I have to be perfect to sing. Yep. And I it just really uh, killed the joy for me. Mm. And I would sing in my house and never let anybody else hear me. I wouldn't I wouldn't go out for musical auditions or anything like that. Ten years go by and I realize that this ache is in me. Mm. Right. This this need to to be who I am more fully and I decided to take a class and um, to start working on it and it was painful it was really painful to go there and face my demons like I still I would go home and I would sing and my voice was fine and I could imagine myself doing all these great things as I'm sure people out there listening know know in their hearts like something that they can do they know they can do something but then they get in front of people and they crumble you know and um so I, I could do it at home, but then there I am at this class. And these weren't great singers. These were people trying to do it. Just too. trying to figure it out. Right. And uh, so it but was the just, fear would just overtake you. It would overtake. Yeah. And I'd leave there crying. Right. And um, but I kept I kept at it. And then there was this audition one day for another workshop that I really wanted to do. And and my I. I, I thought, no, I can't do this. And I called up my girlfriend, but I knew that I had to move through this. I called up my friend. And I said, you've got to get over here and drive me to this thing because I'm not going to go. So she's driving over to the house. And then I had this epiphany. And I realized that if I never sing, n- nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to be waiting for me to sing. Nobody was waiting. My family wasn't going to stop loving me if I didn't do this. My friends were going to still be my friends. The only thing that was going to happen is I would deny myself my joy. Right. I would deny, I would betray myself in this profound way, mm. you know, and not answer this this call or not yeah. um, express myself, you know, not let my light shine, James. That's what I'm trying to say. I got to put it at the time. It occurs like the world is waiting for you. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to let everybody down. And then it's like, no, I'm letting myself down. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
that was that was kind of the breakthrough, and it was still painful. I mean, the first, uh, and I would get these amazing gigs that these amazing things would come up. Like my first gig out of the gate was at this Ritz Carlton in Marina Del Rey. Sounds and fabulous. Who, yeah, it was. And who's sitting right in front of me? Vanessa Williams. Sure. <laughs> okay, of course. So I prayed and prayed, and I made her go away, and she did before we started. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, then I had I went on to to do other really fun gigs. I sang at the Paris Hotel in Vegas for wow. a month, and um, have had wonderful opportunities doing corporate events and clubs and things around town. And what are you singing really? on the Queen Latifah show? I got to do that. Wow. Queen Latifah. Yeah. Her wow. show's not on anymore, so I guess. No, that's you know you're taking me back. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't that long ago? It wasn't that? It wasn't that? It wasn't on that long. No, she had a, she had a talk show. Short run. Yeah, short run. Yeah. What's been your favorite? What have you really enjoyed? Uh, people ask me that all the time, and I think I'm. Uh, you seem like a creative type, and you probably a bit. love. I am left-handed. You, yeah. <laughs> I knew walking you in knew here. it. Fun fact, everyone in my immediate family is a lefty, wow. except my brother. Wow. Even the dog. <laughs> That's amazing. My Kinda dad's random. left-handed. I know, and I keep forcing a crayon into my two-year-old son's left hand, and he fights yeah. me on it. Okay. Uh, is he a James? He's a Connor James. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm a creative person, so I kind of like want to do whatever, uh, you know, whatever shiny thing is in front of me. Um, when I... So I had a child when I turned 40 and um, I, I had, I needed to switch gears because I couldn't, I didn't want to keep doing the singing thing at night. Okay. So I'm like, okay, uh, what am I going to do? And I put all of the, all of my background together and going back to the closet, Mm -hmm. I was like, I love voices. Let's go back to the closet. Let's pray. (laughs) Let's think about this. So I went back in there uh, and I discovered like that I'm going to become a voiceover artist. This is a perfect fit for me. Why not? Yeah. This was 13 years ago. 12, yeah. 12, 13 years ago. And um, a really funny thing happened. Hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't a thing that just happened overnight. Right. When you decide to go change businesses or have a startup or whatever. And you kind of have to get into this fake it till you make it mindset Mm because you can't just immediately put on this hat. I'm a voiceover artist today. Right. Right. Wow. Right. So uh, but there was a day in this long process. And I realized um, I'm going to I made this conscious choice. I'm going to start telling people finally. That this is what I do. I this was going to give up the singing. This is who I am. You know, yeah, this is it. This is it. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> and I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I make up my mind. I say I'm going to tell people I'm a voiceover artist. So I go to the park. Yeah. Guess what happens? You start telling strangers you're a voiceover I artist. I did. There was a lady. She walks up. She's got her kid. Right. Right. She Opportunity. says, "Hey, new mom. You know, I'm going crazy. I'm here at the park with my kid. Perfect. You you're know, talking for, to yourself. You're answering yourself. It's hours. great." Yeah. Of going to the park. Have you been to the park? Yeah, I have. You know, you you can go crazy. After I, I know the park. So you, you reach out to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go in there and have one-sided conversations too. It's great. <laughs> okay. It's great. Do you do it in voices? No, but I was kind of offended when people started giving me money. Oh, okay. So I tell this lady, what do you do? And I said, I'm a voiceover artist. And she says, 
no way. My husband, he uses you people all the time. Give me your name and number. I need that. Yeah. So I did. And that night I started, her husband called. Okay. And started doing radio spots right then and there. Wow. That night. I know. So folks, little life lesson. It mm-hmm. pays to be a little crazy and talk to strangers <laughs> in the park. It does. And to, and to really make up your mind. And then yeah. once you do, the craziest thing is that I, I hadn't been doing, I mean, I'd been doing voices my whole life, yeah. but I hadn't been sharing that with people. People didn't know that I went around doing voices, right? Right. And, you know, I made that, made up that, uh, my mind to do that. And next thing you know, I can do all these voices, you know, like, I don't know. I'm Barbara Walters and we're on the Rise Up Network, you know, and I didn't know that was Barbara, in me. <laughs> is that you, Barbara? Where are you? James Comedy. <laughs> Politicians, yeah. who do you who do you like? Who do you got? Oh, um, well, like I said, I'm I'm working on Bunny Sanders. <laughs> Thinking about putting on a bunny costume, though. Um, uh, so you know, I do the Hillary. Uh, oh, uh, um, you know, Kellyanne Conway. I mean, I just don't even understand what we're doing here. I mean, you know, I, I've answered your questions, James, and you just keep coming by with more questions. I mean, I, it's just I've already said what I needed to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, name somebody. I don't know. Oh, I like doing Susan Collins. She's got a very distinct, yeah. you know, um, James, when we're doing legislation, um, it's important that we, you know, take breaks and go out for soup. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Thanks. I love it. What? What do you love about it now? Um, I love making people laugh. I love the gifts that I've received from Carol Burnett, as I yeah. mentioned. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I wrote a letter to her one night. I didn't know her, didn't know how this letter was going to get to her, but I had this intuition. Why Carol Burnett? Because I loved her. And like I said, like she's the one who got me into this mess. And I was all her fault. in a slump. I was in a little bit of a slump. And, okay. I, and I thought, oh, I need somebody to either produce something with me or, or whatever, you know, g- give me advice, right? Like for the next step in my career. Yeah. So I write her, I'm driving down the road. I'm up there at the Jimbo's, Del Mar. Okay. Yeah. She calls me on my cell phone. Stop it. Yeah. She, really? She called me on Shout my cell phone. Shout out to Carol Burnett for yeah. actually returning your fans' right? mail and stuff. Right, and that's that's just the tip of the iceberg yeah. of her heart and generosity. Um, she called and she's like, I, you know, I don't I don't know Lauren Michaels, uh, the producer of Saturday Night Live, but I'm yep. going to call him and let's see what happens. A week later, I get a call from SNL, and they invite. It was the summertime. They said. Yeah. You know, can you bring five minutes of material next week? I said, no. What are you crazy? What? <laughs> yeah. So I went to New York and they flew me, flew me back there a couple of times. And yeah. um, they're still regretting their decision. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen some of those episodes and my wife would attest to you. She is a good judge. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Missed opportunity. Uh, so, but anyway, so Carol set that up for me, uh, really has gone out of her way to champion me didn't need so to do cool. that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, would go on Complete talk stranger. shows and, t- you know, make the set, set up the, set up the interview so that she could talk about comedians that she liked and she would include me, you know, with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And then a year later after first, that first introduction, 
I get a call from the Mark Twain Prize for Humor that happens at the Kennedy Center, and Carol was being awarded. And I, mm. and the producer calls, and I think, oh my gosh, Carol has got she got me a seat, you know, in the audience. Yeah. And they said, no, Carol would like you to perform. Ooh, whoops. On stage. <laughs> Showtime. Yeah. So she she did that for me. And uh, she bought me wigs because uh, she could see. Everybody needs a good wig. <laughs> see? Because she saw my hair once, too. She saw the mohawk. No, we had to make she, a change. She bought me a Diane Sawyer wig and a Barbara Walters and a better Hillary wig so I could do the, do my impersonations on yeah. YouTube better. And um, and she had, a, um, she had somebody pay it forward mm. to her when she was young. They said um, she needed money to get to New York City. And the guy in La Jolla. Actually, it was a guy in La Jolla and he wrote her a check and she went to New York under the condition that she pay it back, which she did under the condition that she never reveal his name, which she never has. And under the condition that she do the same for somebody else who was starting out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How cool is that? I know. I mean, yeah. and, and I think the, the lesson there is you just you never know. Mm-hmm. Just ask. Right. Put yourself out there and go for it already. Right. Right. I. That's right. I did not. If somebody had said, uh, if I had said to somebody, you know what? I think I'm going to write to Carol Burnett, my childhood idol, this comedian, you know, comedic legend. I'm right. going to write her a letter. No, I don't have her address. Yeah, right. No, she doesn't know who I am. Details. Right. I, of course, I would have been shot down. But it was I allowed my I gave myself permission yeah. to do this. I, I believed in myself. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be struggling the way that I was. And I and I got that. And I so, you know, what I would say to anybody out there listening is, first of all, getting getting a mentor is a great idea. Write a letter to somebody. Advocate of mentorship. Yeah. Underline. Um, and maybe it's just writing the letter. You never send it. But in the writing of it, you can kind of see where you are, you know, like, could you write to somebody that you revere? What would you say to somebody that, you know, you you want to be like and and could you send it off? Or maybe your ducks aren't in a row yet and you know that you need more work before you're at that level where you could have an honest conversation with them. Yeah. I had given Carol links to things that I had done. So it wasn't like I was. You know, like just yes, just out of the gate, I had been. You didn't working. just grab the crayon and the napkin and say, "Here we go, Carol Burnett." Right, I had been working really hard at my yeah. craft, and she, you know, gave me that push. And you know, look at me, got a broken look at leg. Me. Here we are. I've got a broken leg and the bar fight and you know the crutches. All yeah, of it. Yeah, your audience doesn't know. They can't see that I. I oh, came folks, in you should see. On, I mean, she's crutches. like RoboCop. <laughs> What are some things, you know, if you could impact, you know, this network, mm-hmm. and I think humor is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had multiple people, you know, mentor me and, and, and thank God people with some great hearts, you know, and say that you got to laugh every day. Yes. You got to bring humor to stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. What are what are some some words of wisdom and advice that you'd like to share with our network that you think is so important for you know people to live by and, you know, for themselves? Oh boy. See, now that's going to cause that's going to require another whole thing. <laughs> I know. We another got another session. 20 minutes on the backside. Well, that just means you have to come oh, back. Oh my gosh. Um, Therapy session number 2. Yeah. Well, something that my beloved always talks about is the giving, Colonel. Yes, the Colonel Richie Coleman um is giving away your gold. 
Mm. Like he talks about that all the time. Just give it away, you know, and um, don't be stingy with your with yeah. your love. And if you've got something in you, like I had this this calling to sing, like figure out why you're hiding that, because the world is better when we're at our maximum potential. You know, when we've reached when we've when we actualize, that's when. That's that's when the world's great. That's that's what right? the world and God and the universe yeah. wants. Right. Yeah. So if you're not joyful, if you're feeling held back, uh, you know, come talk to me. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. And write Rosemary a letter. Right, yes. I'm 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 more than and I've got stuff on my on my website, rosemarywatson.com. I've got some blogs. Right. I Folks, like to, save that. <laughs> make a note of it. We'll share it too. But yeah. rosemarywatson.com. The blog. I like the to blog. say blog. Blog. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah, give give back, uh, just like you're doing all the time. And and on that note, I know we're gonna probably wrap up soon. I just wanted to say that um, I got asked to be and uh, sit on the advisory committee for the GI Film Festival here in San Diego. Great, yeah. congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, and um, so Very I just excited. wanted to say that that's that that's something. Also, you know, uh, sharing what I can. And up, so I'm, I'm going to be one of the judges. Wow, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so hopefully, people that are interested in that can also check check that out. It's in its fifth year, and um, wonderful way to see films made by, for, and about veterans and Absolutely. active duty. Absolutely. Will you come back? Okay. What? Like twenty minutes? Or? Well, therapy starts again tomorrow. <laughs> With coffee. <laughs> Rosemary Watson, thank you so much. Oh, you know, pleasure. thank you for your glowing personality and your humor. Thank, thank you for loving me. the Colonel. Thank you. He is a dear friend of the network and just a great person. Folks, Rosemary Watson, an amazing person. You're gonna want to go to the website. And I think there's there's two takeaways. One, share your gold. You know, God in the world and the universe wants you shining at your best. And if there's something in your way, write Rosemary a letter. She accept napkins with crayon <laughs> pictures. That's okay. But seriously, deal with that and be at your best. And number two, which I think is just so brilliant. I'm just, I'm going through my mental Rolodex of people that I really revere and, and love and admire. If there's someone that you just think is incredible, either in your industry or just out there in life, though, write them a letter. Yeah. Maybe you send it, maybe you don't. That could yeah. be a fun homework assignment. And people don't get letters anymore. So when they do in the mail, yeah. don't email. No, I, I light up. I actually yeah. write a lot of cards, but it's chicken scratch. So yeah. God bless the people that get them. <laughs> but Rosemary, thank you so much, folks. You know, savor this conversation. Get out there and be your best. Share your gold. Don't be afraid to write a letter. Get out there and rise up. Rise up.